initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn it, the most hip hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. It's infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. You understand that? Is live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. The infamous hour vibes, infamous Amadeus. Officially locked cool. into the infamous hour, the new wave in podcasting. If you've been paying attention to anything online, podcasting is the new radio. That's a fact. Because the reality is, we don't want to hear these garbage songs that you guys play during your radio show. That's a fact. So now we are forced to listen to conversations for hours and hours and hours. Because your music does not last us for hours and hours and hours. Because it's garbage. It is what it is. All right, the Infamous Amadeus. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. And make sure you follow my new podcast page at the Infamous Hour. And always follow at Boom Bat Nation. Bang, bang. You'll hear me say it a million times. Anytime I get around Boom Bat, I feel like I'm in a 90s Onyx video. I feel like I'm in a 90s MOP video. Whatever is the most grimiest video you've ever seen in your life, I am fucking there. That's a fact. Had a grimy issue. They, they shot a video on a sewer. Did they? Yeah. Did they? If you don't know who's talking right now, uh, I have a special guest right now. This is my guy. He does all the camera work. Bang. He actually drives me everywhere. But our relationship Bang. is deeper than that. We've been here deeper since the bottom. Deeper than rap. A funny story is, um, before I met this, this, this gentleman in front of me, um, we, we were connecting on Facebook right. and I had a little problem with this model bitch. Like she tried to say like, like me and my wife was trying to fuck her, which was true. But of course we're going to deny it on social media. We're not going to say that we're That's trying to shit have like a that. fucking threesome with some model bitch. And she went, tried to disrespect me. And she went and contacted my mom and said, Oh, your son is going crazy. So I, I adequately did a picture of this girl with a penis in her mouth and a penis in her ass. And I posted on Facebook. This is a true story. A true story. And Shaw Boogie said one of the most classic lines I've ever heard in my life. I remember. He said, one in the gully, one in the scully. Bang, bang. <laughs> Get up a Shaw Boogie HDTV in the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's appropriate because we're, we're starting. And no, this is how our friendship is built on this meme. Like, this is where it all started That's at. That's a fact. Um, That's a fact. You, you've been here for the whole journey. A, a lot of people have not been here for the whole journey. And you've been on your own journey as well. Um, as a film director, I mean, real quick, without, you know, dropping too many accolades and bragging, because we know you're the fucking guy out here. Uh, who are some of the people that you worked with? Um, You. Hey. And we still working. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Some of the people we worked with was uh, KRS-One, Pat Poos, Schmack White, R.I.P. Prodigy, R.I.P. Chink Drugs, um, shit. Griselda. Griselda. Damn. Griselda, shout out to them. Uh, homie Flea Lord, you know, yeah. Griselda, all of them. Yeah. Um, shit. Fucking, uh, the list goes on and on, man. Yeah, it, it goes on. Now, if you listen to the Infamous Hour or if you ever listen to me, uh, one of the things that I always take pride in is Prodigy's last music video. But I have to say, live here on the Infamous Hour, that Shot Boogie shot Prodigy's last solo music video. Right, right, right. Right? So so he shot so, so he shot Shot Boogie, uh, he shot Prodigy's last solo video. Right. And, and you was able to develop some sort of a relationship 
with um with, with Prodigy. Talk a little bit about like what he was like for the people that may not know who he was or you know they only saw him on television. So the very first time I met P, I met P in the Bronx. I was going to a funeral. Oh my God. I remember like it was yesterday. I was going to a funeral with my homie, my homie Mike. And he was like, he was like, I'm like, yo, somebody got the got the Bentley out in front of the projects. And we remind you, we have What video was this? Because I, 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 I kind of uh, remember this. This was uh this, Gangsta Love. This was on 174 uh Right, Bronx Projects. projects. Where, yeah, Bronx Nation. Projects. And they right. actually fixed the area up now that I got a right. look aware right. right. Um Met him in the projects. He was my man. Was like, nah, look who's who's about to you're about to bump into the nigga. I look over, I see this see this short dude. I was like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? H and I C. So I was like, and you know I was doing my camera shit then. So I was like, I was like, yo, hold up before we bounce. Let me ask him for a drop. I was like, yo, P, can I get a drop? Boom, boom, boom. He was like, he was like, I ain't say no more. Did the drop and met the homie Cliff Notes. God bless the dead. He passed a couple years ago, cancer and all that. But Claire linked to Cliff Notes, and then he was like, yo, whenever you back over here, just hit me. Went to the funeral, left that, and I happened to hit son. And he was like, yo, we still in the project. So I was like, all right, bet. I live right up the block. Went over there. They shooting the video. The video director camera's, camera dies. Both of his camera dies. I'm the only person on set with a camera. He's like, yo, to use your camera, I was like, "Say no more." So that's that's they finished the rest of that video with my camera. That's how the relationship w- 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 was built. That's how. That's how. Nah, nah, not even. I met P through another mutual friend, through Chris Barrett's in the package. At Shout the time, Chris Barrett. But now he got you know Stone Pizza. Yeah, I met him through him and the homie Flea Lord. So um, we was doing all the Griffin parties and all that, and then one day. The homie Flea was like, yo, P is about to call you. I said, why the fuck is he calling me for? He calls me. He was like, yo, boom. He's like, yo, what up, HD? Yo, I need to get this video done. I'm about to go to L.A., boom, boom, boom. I was like, all right, just hit me. Came back, he hit me. And then he came and got me from work for my job. I was working at the TV station. I ain't have a camera. I was like, I work at a TV station. My man was the was the supervisor at the TV station, so I was like, "Yo, boom, boom, boom." He was like, "He was like, fuck it, take that shit." He was like, "Just bring it back." That ran through the city, ran through Queensbridge, and then brought the shit back, brought the camera back, and that's how our relations was built. He gave me, you know, I didn't even ask him for no bread before I got out. He gave me like four hundred dollars or some shit like that. And then he flew out, and at the time, his mother, God bless her, dad was 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 on her deathbed. So I sent them the video on Christmas. The time his mother passed, he released the video a day before my birthday. That's when he dropped the album Hagelian Dialectic. So I think God bless the day he passed a couple months after that. So yeah, R.I.P. Prodigy. Um, one of the things that you've mastered uh, when navigating in the industry is relationships. Um, the importance of relationships. A, a lot of unsigned artists are listening to this podcast right now. They're listening to Live A Nine. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a positive relationship with anyone that you're working with in general? Um, because if you're having a positive, a positive relationship, you know what I'm saying, you ain't subject to 
if you got to ask for something, people like, oh, nah, I don't fuck with that nigga. That nigga did some bullshit to me later. I mean, before. You know what I'm saying? So, it was always, it was always like, nobody really knew me. I was just running around with a camera, getting drops, you know, Debo shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when people see me, they really still don't, don't know, know my name. But they know, yo, that's homie. I know him from before, boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's never really been a problem. Like, the relationship is always built. We was able to, you know, hold down a relationship. And when we met, we was able to to keep building on that. Because at the time, I remember like it was yesterday. We were talking about the magazine. So, that's when you you had the magazine, Volume 1. Did the magazine shit. Got, you know, a couple of artists that we was already fucking with. And then, from there, it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just everywhere with that shit. Right on fucking place for that. Uh, and the relationship is important, like you said. Like, our relationship is, you know, of course, still yeah. rocking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, we we have we have like more of a um a family relationship because that's, that's uh, a fact. This guy, this guy, shot Boogie was actually at my wedding. I was in his wedding. So, um, I mean, and uh, and and one of the things I have to say, like publicly, like my guy takes care of me. Like for real, like, he makes sure I picked up on time. Um, a lot of times I'm navigating through the world by myself, and the one person that's always with me is Shot Boogie. HDTV. Yeah, you always take care of me too. You know what I'm saying? Um, Is film the passion of yours, or is it more about the love of hip hop? The love of hip hop. Film is a passion because I wouldn't be taking the time editing and shooting, going out. Nigga be tired, yo. I'd be like, man, fuck. I'd be like, fuck that shit. But I'd be like, you know, I got to use this to what it is. You know what I mean? And I can't say no. I'm I'm knee deep in this shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'll just try to keep it keep it going, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it became weird for me. Um, at one time, film film was my passion. Uh, for people that follow my career, I've done a lot. Obviously, we're talking about the yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah. And, and I actually fell in love with film. But the problem that happened with me with film in general, once it became like a job for me, I kind of just didn't want to do it anymore because it just became about like a repetitive thing that was just like it was more about money and it wasn't about film right. uh, do you ever find yourself in that type of position i did i do but you know what it is we was doing the same thing back to back it wasn't changing you know what i'm saying we shoot you shoot videos and you gotta sit here and edit that shit until you find something that's going that you're going to film that you're like oh shit this shit is interesting that's that i think that's what keep me going because besides the videos i'd be in fucking i'd be in weed parties I be fucking just regular shooting regular interviews, shade forty five with you, you know what I'm saying. So that that would keep me going too. The repetitive, just editing one artist. I'd be, it'd be times I'd be sitting editing videos. I'd be like, damn, I gotta edit this shit. That's why motherfuckers be hitting me, like, yo, the video ain't done. I'd be like, yo, I need a week, and then a yeah. month later go by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get out of here, not to rush you off, but um. From from a film director's perspective, talk about how, how hard it is to actually put a video together. Because a lot of guys they pay for a video oh, and they just assume that it's supposed to be done in a oh, timely man. manner, but they don't really understand that you know uh, we are shooting for five hours, but we have to actually come back for three weeks. Yeah, f- shooting. Then you got to edit. You got to color correct. You got to add your effects. Then you you know what I'm saying. It's, it's certain stuff that you do too when you edit it, yeah. and then it, it takes time. You know what I'm saying. Like as far as like with the after effects. Some of them programs be acting crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to be like, I mean, it's a lot of, you, you just got to have patience with that shit sometimes. You know what I mean? But, you know, you know, that shit be keeping me going. Like right now, I'm editing three projects. Mm-hmm. You 
know, we're going to release through Boom Bap. Shout out to all me. It's Boom Bap Nation. My guy. You know, you know, you know, uh, Boom Bap is super 90s when he comes here drinking a fucking wow, Modelo. Wow. I mean, that is fucking 90s. Wow. Oh, yeah, Super so. 90s. So, so real quick, the social media, let's plug it in. Uh, how they can follow you if they want to book you for a video. Of course, they can catch you with Shade 45 with yeah, me yeah, doing yeah. the cypher. Um, if somebody just want to get in contact with you, how they do that? They can follow me. This fucking guy got to take a pull of the fucking weed for he answer the question. The first. So, Instagram, Shop Boogie with a C underscore HDTV. All right, that's what it is. Hey, what you want to hear right now? We're going to go to a music break. What you want to hear? I want to hear... I want to hear some of your shit. Oh, fuck around. I want to hear some of your shit. shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been around helping you with videos and seeing the progress. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear some of your shit. All right, that's man. what it is. Let's well, get into the single playing my position. This is the infamous hour here on Live 89 FM. Make sure you follow at Shop Boogie HDTV, at the infamous hour days, at the infamous hour, and at Live 89 FM. And of course, Boom Bap Nation. And shout out to Stone Slices for supporting this podcast. All right, the infamous hour days. We'll be right back. Bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, what up? This is your boy, Uncle Murder. And right now, you rocking with the infamous Amadeus. Whoa! Bang, bang. All right, the infamous Amadeus officially locked into the infamous hour. Make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. And make sure you go to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Films, where you can see all the episodes for the people that's been here on the infamous hour. More importantly, shout out to Boom Bap Nation. That's my guy. He's out here supporting all the unsigned artists. And Stone Slices for bringing us this weed pizza, this weed soda. How many milligrams of weed is in that shot? Uh, roughly, like, it's it's a few. My guy, start, my guy is uh, Chris, right? You yeah, Chris. Chris. Yeah, yeah, Chris. For, for Chris. Uh, right now in front of me, I, I have, um, when, when you talk about street shit, when you talk about elite lyricists, he's definitely in the conversation, and he definitely represents real hip-hop in general. And me and him uh, have a connection. I brought up the Shade 45, and he came to support me on the Infamous Hour podcast. Get up for my man China Mac in the building. Yeah, yeah. Big um, We live in a time now where... There seems to be no line between being a street nigga and a rap nigga. And um, and obviously you did some time. It's well documented. Do you think the line gets clouded in general? Like where the line should stop, where I should leave the street shit alone, stop playing in the streets when I become a rapper? Or do you think it kind of cross over maybe because of the people that's around you or maybe, not you specifically, but just as an artist in general? I mean, I don't think it's clouded, honestly. I feel like it's, it's whatever you choose to portray. Because you got a bunch of artists, like, you know, say little, what's his name? Nas. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas, right? Little Nas X, yeah. Yeah, Nas X. He's not portraying himself a as a gangster, so he won't have those type of problems. Mm-hmm. You got, like, a bunch of other rappers that don't portray themselves like that, and they won't have. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to have the same type of problems. You know what I'm saying? But when you're coming in... On this gangster persona, and you ganged up, and of course, you're going to invite problems. Mm-hmm. Is there pressure from maybe like um, some artists that are not involved in gangs or not actually involved in street life to portray that because that's what social media wants, or that's what the rap industry wants? I don't feel like that's pressure. I feel like that's just you trying to do something that is not true. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to pander to the audience, you know what I'm saying? So you trying to be something you're not so you can get a reaction mm-hmm. from... So I don't really think you're pressured into it. I just think that motherfuckers just want the clout and they just willing to do, you know, 
they they think they're willing to do that type of shit, but once the shit really pop, then you know they decide they realize that they a lot of them ain't really like built for it. Yeah, they're not really built for that. Is clout kind of like more important than actually um, maintaining like a, a genuine catalog of music? You think people are just kind of chasing the clout? being lit on social media as opposed to focusing on the artistry and just creating music? I think, I think, um, honestly, I feel like there's, um, there's value in both. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people that don't have no clout on the internet, but they got really good music. And, you know, they'll have, like, there'll be nobody on Instagram. They'll have 10,000 followers, but they'll have, like, 700,000 monthly streams on Spotify. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you know what I mean? That's what's really paying, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how much your music is streaming. And then that means how many people will come to your shows. And, you know, so the clout is like good, you know what I mean? Only if it's going hand in hand with like, you know, actual like people that, that, that are interacting with you. Interacting with your music. That was really fucking with your music. If you're an artist, if you're just a you know uh, a internet like you know like a like a a figure, you know what I'm saying? If you're like you know just somebody that's making internet videos and stuff like that, then that's all you need. Mm-hmm. But if you're an artist, you actually need the 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 people to listen to your music. Are artists skipping steps now in a sense where it's like I mean we we both come from the era where you actually had to be nice to get on, and and now with social media. Is social media letting artists skip steps to levitate to a platform where it's like they're actually not ready? Like right, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, just like a quick example. But so, that's why you see so many people come and go because they they're not ready. So I had I had Ron Suno here on the podcast, um, and, and I brought him up to Shade Forty Five. Um, you know, and we're on prime time, obviously, and he never had an interview before. Like literally, it, like it, his buzz is literally off the inter, off the internet. Does does that kind of affect artists when it comes to the primetime platform? When it comes to like rapping on flex? When it comes to portraying yourself a certain way? You think the internet kind of fucks it up a little bit? I mean, yeah, definitely. But I I feel like his fans don't even care. You know what I'm saying? The people that listen to Ron Suno don't care. Like they don't care. You know what I mean? They they they're just like. They're just there for as long as he's doing what he's doing, he'll have a platform and that. But for him to get somewhere else, you know what I mean? Like for him to broaden his his brand, he's gonna have to definitely fix that up. Mm-hmm. But for the meantime, in between time, this might be his learning curve. Like, you know what I'm saying? Him actually going to that type of show, that might be the learning curve. But I know back in the days, it was more like, you know, you're in an incubator. And you, like, really, like, you know, so when you step out, you already know everything is, like, finely groomed and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't feel like the industry, the industry don't have the money for that no more. So they just, like, all right, whatever you got, you got the followers, just throw them out there. Mm-hmm. And then whatever stick, stick. And I feel like a lot of people don't stick because they don't have, you know what I mean? They don't have that, right? So people with the internet is so fast that one day you hot and the next month you not hot. Somebody else is doing the same exact thing. So... Um, I look at a lot of artists and I'm, I'm looking at their interviews and stuff. I'm just like, they don't really bring nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So how long could they last? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like that definitely plays a part. The internet definitely plays a part in grooming and, and cultivating an artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Um, so obviously, like people are gonna listen to this uh, later on, but today Pop Smoke was was murdered. Yeah, rest in peace to Pop Smoke, man. Yeah, rest rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Should musicians navigate differently when they go into different uh, states and um, trying to work on their craft? Or hey, should listen. we just operate like, yo, listen, I'm, uh, you know, I, sh- I should act like I'm in Brooklyn or the Bronx everywhere. I feel like, I feel like artists, we as men should be, should be, should be like observant and should be like, you know, attentive in all situations that we're in, mm-hmm. especially when you're gangbanging, especially when you're pushing that persona of like, you know, a gangster, you know what I'm saying? Whether you are or whether you're not, whether you're actively active or not, you know what I mean? You have to assume that other people don't know if you're active or not. So whatever portray, whatever, whatever image you're portraying, that's how they're going to treat you. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like whoever's portraying that image, like Pop Smoke, you know what I'm saying? Like the people around him, 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 him himself, are supposed to be like, you know, not just him, but period. Artist, period. I don't want to talk about that man because that thing just happened and I don't know the specifics behind it. But I know that we as artists, we as men, we as people from the street, we as gangbangers, we as musicians, we as whatever, we have to be attentive to our surroundings, especially new surroundings, mm-hmm. especially surround the terrains that we're not familiar with. You know what I'm saying? We got to move um, We got to move accordingly and move vigilantly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have certain codes in the streets where, you know, you don't talk to cops, you know, you don't have security around you. Does that kind of affect, like, a certain outcome? Not with Pop Smoke specifically, but there's endless artists that have been in this same situation. Should should artists feel like, you know what, I need to bring security with me. Fuck my homeboys. I saw some shit with, uh, with Gilly the Kid where he was talking about, like, um, we're navigating in different towns. We're navigating in different clubs. And we all, you know, I'm worried about getting fucked up, so my man's worried about getting fucked up. Yeah, I saw up. that shit too. You know, as opposed... Is it okay for an artist to say, you know what, I've I've achieved a certain status to bring security on, or should we just navigate? Like, you know what, we we gang banging, we in the streets, fuck that, we whatever happens happens. I feel like this is when, you know, this is when what we talked about, like artists being groomed, when when that kicks in, right? When it comes to the actual groundwork, when it's actually like yeah, life groundwork, decisions yeah. that yeah. you have mm-hmm. to make, right? I feel like a lot of these kids are not. They don't know about, you know what I mean? They don't really understand. So they're looking at it like, yo, I'm a gangbanger. I don't want to look stupid to have, I'm not I'm not hiring no motherfucking, like, we gang. Like, we, we, we good. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to hire security. And that's, like, stupid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like he pointed out, like Gilly the Kid pointed out, like, your gang, I know this for a fact because I got a bunch of homies that I done got locked, I, I've been locked up with, whatever. When we go out, these motherfuckers is chasing the girls. They getting drunk. And at the end of the night, you know what I'm saying? They out. They over there. And I, I might just be standing there. I might yeah. have to be holding it down. I might yeah. have to be the vigilant one. Huh. And that happened a m- and, and, and it got to be weird because you're the one in the spotlight. So it's like niggas around you should kind of be that way. But this is what I'm way. saying. They're not, they're, not, they're not security, bro. Just yeah. because. We all niggas. So it's like. Yeah, just yeah. because they're, they might be from the block. They might have went to jail. They might have fucking, you know, being a gang. They might have shot somebody. They might have killed somebody. Mm-hmm. That does not make them security. You know what I'm saying? That makes them gang, but that doesn't make them security. Security are people that are trained, and that's all they're, they're, they're not picking up a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not talking to no girls. Their whole purpose there is to make sure whoever they're securing 
they're secured. They get in there secured. They 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 they're in there, and then they get out of there, and that's the whole thing. But when we go out there with gang, gang is like you know what I'm saying. Gang is getting drunk. The henny bottles is flying. Ass is getting smacked. Like that's you know what I'm saying. And I had that. I ha- I felt I had that a bunch of times where I'm just like yo bro like what are y'all doing? But then I have to understand like yo, they not security. You know what I'm saying. So f- to answer your question, I definitely feel like it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a business, bro. At the end of the day, yeah. when you're a rapper, this is a business. You are the product. You know what I'm saying? You are a brand, right? So all of that street shit, you're gonna have to decide if I'm really gonna be gangbanging actively or if I'm gonna be a business and conduct myself like a businessman. And those people that get that, that make that, that make that decision, those are the those are the ones that flourish. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The ones that don't make that decision and choose to do both. Nine times out of ten, they go to jail or they die or you know what I'm saying. Some 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 other shit happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as as a society, for the people that make the unconscious decision, should should they feel bad for them or should it kind of be like you know that's a choice you made, you reap what you sow. A little bit of both. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely feel like I definitely when I see situations happen like that, I'm like, damn. You know, you brought that upon yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was something you you, you were aware of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we, we all human beings, we all make mistakes. Like, how many mistakes have you made? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That if if the things were like, you know, if it was your time, you would have gone. You would have yeah. left. How many mistakes I made, I would have been gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have died when I was 16 years old if we talking like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know... So we can't look at anybody like, damn, yo, you stupid. Like, ah, ah, ah. Because when I was 20 years old, I made hella mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So who would have said that if I was in that position at that age, I would have been thinking like I'm thinking now. Of course, now I done went through all of that. I went through, you know, and I have, you know, I'm older. You know what I'm saying? So I can think about it like that. But when I was 20, you know what I'm saying, 21, 19, 17, you know what I mean? We would be making the same mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... You know, so it's like, you know, um, when it's your time, I really feel like when it's your time, it's your time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, look at 50. 50 got shot nine times when he was 20, right? When he yeah. was like that age. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That could have been his time, but it wasn't his time. So he lived past that and he learned past that mm-hmm. and he became what he is today, which is like way farther than what anybody would have ever thought about that man. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Or even himself. You know what I'm saying? But because he... But because he God gave him that that chance, you know what I mean. Everybody ain't lucky to get that chance. So I mean, we're navigating through a different climate because obviously, me and you are from a different time. Whenever I hear a China Mac record, I always feel like you you take your time to make sure that your lyrics portray a certain way. Like lyricism is important. Um, how do you navigate now? Because the whole entire sound in New York has changed. Um, Still navigating as a lyricist, do you feel like any pressure to kind of like, you know what, fucker, let me just dumb it down to what these kids want? Yeah. Or is it more like, you know what, this is my brand, I'm going to do whatever fuck I want? Yeah, I wish I felt like, I, 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 I wish I felt like, you know what I mean, this is my brand and just stick with my guns. Because I didn't do that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I came out with, with hard bars, like, you know what I'm saying, bars, and... I got re- people were receptive to that. Like there were people that were interested in that, and I, and and before I could really cultivate that, 
I just started doing something else. Yeah. And I kind of like, you know what I mean? Kind of confused my consumers, mm-hmm. confu- confused my people. Instead of really, oh, oh, I, oh, yeah, I like that. Let me just keep on doing that. Keep on doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, this was before Benny the Butcher, Griselda. Yeah. This is before. No, because you were spitting some shit when this you what first I'm saying. came out. So yeah. what, what happened was I did that. And then I just switched, and I just started doing. I started tr- trying to conform. You know what I'm saying? Trying to sound a little more modern, and trying to just switch it up. But there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a time and place for it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I felt like I just tried to do it too quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, and now full circle, I'm like, you know, fuck what like the the majority wants. You know what I'm saying? Let's just there is a lane for whatever I'm trying to do. So at the end of the day, you know, let me. Let me stick to what the fuck I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then there's always gonna be people that 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 um resonate to it, that gravitate towards it. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be the the masses, it's not gonna be like, but you know, nine times out of ten, like, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like if I was twenty, then you know, it would be more my time for the masses. You know what I'm saying? Now it's I'm past that. So now I have to understand that. And all right, let, let me just stick to my, let me stick to what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And just, and create my own lane, mm. which Benny the Butcher is doing, which like there's a whole bunch of people that's doing right now. And, um, yeah. There's such a big platform for, for lyricists right now. Cause I mean, they really cutting checks for the shit. Like right. they cutting vinyl deals, they cutting, um, but you're a big, like, um, representation and, and inspiration for the Asian community, not right. only hip hop, but the Asian community. Uh, uh, is that community confined in the trap? Wave. I've heard like some some people come from that community. And they like super like drill, or all their pockets of lyricists in, in like the Asian community. Well, I mean, in Asian community, like what, like American Asians or like Chinese? in general? Well, I, I've heard some overseas, and it's it's I mean, it's, it's super trappy overseas. It's it's like drill. It's kind of yeah, like, they, but they, like here in New York, though, all their pockets of lyricists. Um, in the Asian community, yeah, yeah a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Asians really fuck with the more, like, modern sound. Type of sound. Right. And even in China, if you go to China, they're not really listening to it. Some parts, maybe, but the majority of it is trap. And even, especially if you're speaking English, because yep. they don't understand this shit. They don't understand English. Yep. So, here I am trying to spit a whole song with bars. They're not going to know what the fuck I'm saying. So, yep. they're just going to be like, all right. But now if I come on some, like, two-word bars, like, the song is just five words with a mad, catchy hook, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm in love with, like, because yeah. he's big right now. Mm-hmm. Like, OT, the, OT Genesis, oh, Genesis he's, yeah. he's big in China with that. Is I'm he? in love with the Coco. So, so are, are they behind in the music? Because, I mean, that was a record. They're not, they're not behind, but what I'm saying is that type of music, he's still traveling. He's doing tours in yeah. China off of that. Yeah. So what I'm they're not behind in the sense because they still have their own artists that do that's doing their thing mm-hmm. and and people in china won't know like if you ask nine people if you ask 10 people maybe one person out of 10 people the majority of china if you ask them who cardi b is probably two people out of those 10 will know who she is yeah you know what i'm saying if you ask them who pop smoke is they won't know who the fuck he is at all you know what i'm saying like and it's just because you know, of they got their own thing going on over there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So some songs might, you know, they like Lil Uzi out there. But that's because his songs are melodic, and you don't really have to understand what he's saying. It's more feeling into the music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
So it's like it's like that, you know, and versus the bars, like the bars is they're not really and that's what made me that's what prompted me to wanna like switch my sound up a little bit after I came with it because I understood I'm trying to go to China. But then I, I was pandering, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I should have just, you know, now moving forward, like I just know, like, yo, if it don't come from here, mm-hmm. people aren't gonna resonate. So it doesn't matter how much you try. Like if it doesn't yeah. come from your heart, whatever comes from your heart is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when, as long as it comes from there, then you're gonna f- people are gonna find truth in it. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna find the 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 realness in it, and people are gonna gravitate towards it, whether it's the people that you want. Or not, or somebody's not, yeah. gonna come. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. It's gonna be a check. You had the uh, the food show, mm-hmm. the food show where you were. Uh, and I've always wanted to ask like a Chinese person this shit. Why is it when I go into a Chinese restaurant, Chinese people are eating shit that they don't serve me? Is that, what 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 is it? Is it more like American culture in a sense where it's like American people eat this fried shit and it's like we eat something different? Yeah, that's what y'all yeah. want. I mean, I don't want that, but it's I'm just saying, general, but yeah. that's what the that's what Americans want. You go to the hood, yeah. they don't want no steamed fish with, they don't want no broccoli, steamed broccoli with like white rice. Like they don't, that's not what they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but the majority they like the the people, the Americans want fried food. They mm-hmm. want like you know what I'm saying? They want they they have a certain type of palate already. Mm-hmm. So the the Chinese people just are making their food. You know what I'm saying? Palatable for the motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? So, um, but the Chinese people are, what we eat is not that. We don't, like, you know what I'm saying? That's so, like, what what is a typical, like, Chinese dinner, like, in the crib? Like, like um, you sit down with mom and she cooks something. Like, what would it be like? I mean, steamed fish, vegetables, noodles. So, is steamed, like, boiled? Is it? Steamed is, like, not boiled. Steamed is, like, cooked with... Like hot, like the steam. Literally. Boiled is when you stick the shit in the water. I, I know, but so steam Steam like is in the when pan. you sit it above the water and let the steam cook it. Oh, so you put like a pan above the water. And right. Then, and and it, it never it. touches the water. It's Got just it. the vapors is cooking it. And is there a difference like in the flavor of the food? As far as like It's the healthier, steam? bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's healthier. You're not frying it. You're not boiling the nutrients out. You're just mm-hmm. cooking it. You, you're just steaming and shit. So... You know what I mean? The nutrients are still there. It doesn't taste as good as a fried fucking fish. Yeah. But, you know, it's better for you. Yeah, because you don't have the oil and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't have the oil. Well, like, what was the whole concept behind the food show? Was it to kind of, like, expose, like, different spots? or? Nah, I was just doing, like, I was just... Because it was successful. I mean, it worked I know, out. And, and I'm mad, yo, because, like, every time somebody asks me about this shit, I'm mad because I, I stopped doing it. And I stopped doing it because I, I started doing it. Just because I, I understand, like, nowadays, as an artist, we need content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I understand that I'm bigger than my music. You know what I'm saying? Like The brand. Like, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a character. Like, I have yeah. charisma. I'm good on camera. Like, so I don't want to just, you know what I'm saying? Like, just be stuck in music. So I was like, let me make content. So one day, I just got, grabbed the cameraman and just went and got some food. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yo, Mac eats. You know what I'm saying? And then I just started doing it over and over. And what happened was I got... These people that I started working with, I fucking, they started delivering this type of quality that was just really good. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then me and them had like a a, um, a, dis- a dispute on money. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, at the end of the day, 
You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers ain't making a million dollars off of this shit. Yeah. So they wanted more money than they actually... They thought I was making more money than I actually yeah. was. Because it's the perception of, yeah, like, you're a rapper, looking, yeah, you're doing yeah, yeah. XYZ. So, so they wanted more money that I couldn't handle, I couldn't afford. And um, ever since then, I just can't find the right quality. Like, I, I don't want to just put anything out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially <laughs> with something that we already brought, like, with this good quality. You know what I'm saying? So right now, I'm just, like... I'm still trying to do the show. I get off of parole this month, so. So you've been on parole this whole time. Still. Yeah, I've been on parole this whole uh, time. How long so you been out for? Um, like, uh, three and a half. Years. Jesus, and and how, I mean, you've navigated quickly three and a half years, though. Yeah. Um, was it more like on the jail buzz in the streets, and that's what kind of got it there, or you think it's more music based or a combination of both? It's just I'm hungry, bro. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying, mm. you know, like. Like I'm hungry and I'm um I'm um um I'm a hustler. You know what I mean? So that's basically what it is. Cause if I would have just depended on my music, you know, nobody would be talking about me. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I started doing other things, and people know me from Mac Eats. People know me from this, Vlad, this, that, that. So I kind of broadened my fucking my 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 portfolio. So I have a longer shelf life. You know what I'm saying? You take a person like, I don't know, name a person. Name a kid that's popping right now that has a song that's popping. Fabio Foreign. Shout out to Fabio Foreign. Yeah. What up, bro? But let's, all right, let's say him, right? People don't really know him as far as his character and how he is. Like and the brand behind like like him. The personal level, yeah. They know the song. Yeah. Big Drip. Yeah. In love with a little yeah. bitch, right? They know fucking, um, uh, what, what's the kid's name? Um, um, leave me alone. Uh, flip the narrow. Flip the narrow. Yeah. They know that song. They don't know him. No. You know what I'm saying? He could walk down the block. Like fifty, like a, a thousand people would walk by him. Probably like maybe ten people would know who he is because he hasn't like visually been. Yeah, he he just got that song. He got a couple songs, yeah. but that's it. You know what I'm saying? So he he's not really he hasn't built on his character and his, yeah. his, his, his his image and yeah, you general, know what I mean yeah. like his brand you know what I'm saying so now you have a person like me that don't have no hit song mm -hmm. but I could walk down the block and 50 people will know me out of fucking a thousand and why is that because I did you know I'm making music so some people might know me from my music you know what I mean I did the food shit so some people might know me from that I did this that 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 yeah. that so when I'm walking down the block so if 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 Flip De Niro's walking down the block, only people that know his face from music yeah. is gonna say, "Oh, yeah. Flip De Niro, what's up?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But now here I am that has music, and I have 10, 15 different things. I might be in a movie. I might be in this, that, yeah. that, that. More people is gonna know who I am because, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I kind of like made it broader. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. when, when I saw Fabio Foreigns, not him specifically, when I, when, when I saw his. Uh, his funk flex freestyle. Um, I was surprised that he could actually rap. Like ball work. Like he actually had some ball work, even though he navigated a certain way. Should more artists practice writing rhymes? Because I mean, we live in a time, like we said, where rhymes don't matter no more. But should they prepare for that? Because when it comes to the bigger outlets, when it comes to the flexes, the swaves of the world, I mean, this matters. So should they be prepared for it? I mean, does it really matter? It kind of does in a sense because these are the major platforms when you're talking about reaching the amount of people at one time. Has has Post Malone ever did a fucking? Funk well, flex? he's kind of like more like R and B, a right, little different. Right. So has Little Uzi, has but, Quavo, 
But he, I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars marketed into these people. But listen, what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the same people. We're talking about the same people. Like, has little Uzi? I mean, a little pump. Like, there's a bunch of kids out there that's doing very lucratively. Mm-hmm. That doesn't never have to step foot in a sway. So, is are those things like really important? In New York, it kind of is. Though. In New York, but Definitely. like, I mean, let's keep it a buck. Like. You know, New York is creating a wave right now, but does New York like So so who was the kid that was on the um the sway shit with the baby? Was it Son of a Vegas? Son of a Vegas. Son yeah. of a Vegas. The fact that he couldn't rap kinda hurt his image. I mean he had the wave, but he couldn't formulate bars I, together. I don't, I don't feel like that alone hurt his image. But but it, it ha- might be a bunch hurts, of other though. things. It hurts. I'm I mean I think it depends, bro. I think it depends. I feel like there's a bunch of kids out there that don't really need to go on a flex mm-hmm. and a and a and a sway. So we no longer need these big platforms in the sense. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying everybody doesn't need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't need it. Farin Fabio doesn't need it. Cause his crowd don't really care about that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it depends on what your crowd wants. Mm-hmm. But now if you if you're like a fucking if you're like a, a a a little Nas X that already got this shit, but you're also really nice with the balls, and you go show out, that adds to it. Yeah. But if he never did it, that would never add to it. That, like it doesn't even matter. People wouldn't even ask you to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, some people need it, some people don't. We went through a, a lot of, and I, I don't feel like everybody needs it. Everybody doesn't. As need far to, as the ball shit, everybody don't need it. I mean, in this time of day. No, everybody doesn't need it. The when majority you, doesn't need when it. You, when you look at the the people that actually sell, like in hip-hop, they're all still kind of like lyrics-based artists. When when we talk about um, the top 100 in, in Billboard, right? That, that's what kind of what matters. And when you look at... It, it's a repetitive few. It's like Drake, yeah, he's R&B, but he can rap. Nicki Minaj, he can rap. J. Cole can rap. Um, and this is talking about converting streams into sales because right. streams are good, but a sale is better than a stream. You know, you get zero zero point one eight cents on the stream, but if someone buys a, a record, you get ten dollars. So right. it's different. So, so I mean, I feel like I feel like if you can rap, you know what I mean. You're actually you're actually um, you're connecting with a fan a little yeah. differently. You know what I'm saying because you're actually saying words that are different and that connected. Yeah. But I still feel like people that had like. Let's say, I I have never really listened to his music like that, but I heard some music. X X X sensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he like a lyricist? No, but to okay. the young kids, they were considered. But yeah. because he had a message. Well, yeah. could well, he the ever? Content, the could, content. Yeah, yeah, the content. Could he ever have? Could Could he have shined in a in a in a sway five finger of death? No. No. But he connected. So I don't feel like everybody needs to connect the same way mm-hmm. as long as you connect. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's good that you mentioned that because content kind of matters still. So should should artists still care about content? Because uh, when we hear these, like, new records, it's almost like one emotion. It's like turn up. It's like club shit. But should artists still care about talking about what's going on in their regular lives, talking about the fact they can't pay their rent, talking about baby mama drama? If they're trying to stick around. Long term. You know what I'm saying? If they're trying to stick around. I mean, a lot of people don't even think past that. Yeah. It's kind of like just being lit now, and that's kind of like what it is. A lot of people just think, like, what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the foresight to really look at mm-hmm. what the fuck is about to happen. If they got mad people chasing them right now, 
and money coming in, they getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them aren't going to think like, damn, this might only last me a year. They're going to think like, damn, I got this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I feel like, I feel like, of course, right now, if you're trying to last for a while, you should definitely have, especially if you're not like a lyricist, like you should definitely have more different things going on and build like a, a XXX Tentation did. He built like a following, like you know like what I'm saying, cult base, like, like cult, like shit. his shit was strong. Mm-hmm. And when he died, God bless him. You know what I'm saying, rest in peace to him. But that shit was felt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like as young as he was, as short of a career he had, he had impact. You know what I'm saying, and people like these young kids look at him like people look at Pac. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like people look at like you know what I'm saying, Nipsey. Like you know what I'm saying, and that was because. Of the content he had, the message he had, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I don't feel like you have to be a a lyricist to do that. You just have to find a way to connect with people, you know what I mean. In the way a Pac did, in the way a Nipsey did, in the way XXX did. You know what I'm yeah. Um. When when you were coming up, who were some of the people that you looked up to? Pac, Pac, Nas, Mob Deep. You know it's weird because Pac when when I name my top five, Pac and Nas is is one and two. Right. Personally. Yeah, I love Pac, bro. Yeah. Like, Pac, you know what I'm saying? What was it about Pac that made you connect him so Same much? Same thing where people connect with XXX Tentation. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the connection, the feeling like you know your artist without ever meeting him. Yeah, like, he, he, he represents something. He stood for something. So that makes the shelf life longer. That connects through my heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't connect with a hot song. A hot song is like a hot song, but you don't connect with me. My heart, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you might connect with my musical like taste, but that can go. That's replaceable. But a person that makes me grow, a person that makes me look at myself as a person and make me want to change certain mm-hmm. things, a person that teaches me through their music, through their content, that's someone that connects with me mm-hmm. emotionally. You know what I'm saying? That's someone that connects with me, a heart connection. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's forever. Yeah. Do you think the course of hip hop may have been changed um, if Biggie Smalls and Tupac were not murdered? Do you think that maybe we would be I on a know. different? I mean, that's the same thing. I'm sense? not sure. Would, would people still eat hot dogs if they didn't have ketchup and mustard? Yeah, I don't know. Like the fuck, you know what I'm saying? But this is kind of like what people ask, like when, when, like the older crowd. We're like, damn, if you know, if Pac was still, you here, never know. You never you know? know. You never know. Would Pac still? Would Pac? Would Would, would Biggie have? Have continued his 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 legendary status. Yeah. You got a lot of people. Look look at look at look at cannabis. You remember yeah, cannabis? Of course. I mean, yeah. If he would have died in a in a in a heat in a in a in a in his pinnacle of his career, yeah. people would have been like, "Yo, if he wouldn't have died, almost like Big L, he would have been fucking like astronomical." I, I yo, when I was a kid, I used to listen to cannabis. I was like, "Whoa." He's if he would have died at that point, I would have always still been talking about him. Yeah. But he lived, mm-hmm. and he showed just how much of a, like how 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 much he isn't legendary yeah. status. Mm-hmm. Look at fucking um Cassidy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? At his peak, at his at his peak, if he would have just disappeared, people would have been like, nah, Cassidy was like he would have still had. But because life played out, mm-hmm. he showed that he's not legendary status. You know what I'm saying? So who knows if Biggie would have did the same thing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. Nobody knows. You know what I'm saying? So it's just you really have to let a career 
play, play out, out before you can judge it. Right. Like, who would have knew yeah. Jay Z would have been like, you yeah. know, where he I mean, nobody like, anticipated Jay Z getting right. where he was going. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, you know, you never know with these things. You never know. So I feel like, you know, their legacy was stolen from them, and you never really see, you know, what what, what could have yeah. happened. In a way, it's kind of, you know, it, it's like an oxymoron because, you know, of course we lost a life, but the fact of not knowing makes them legendary, makes them legendary. in a sense because right. we don't know what would have happened. Big so, L is legendary, but like where he have he have that same legendary status? Probably, probably not because he didn't have the records. Right. Um, I think Pac had the records though, and and Big. I mean, he had a sh- really short lifespan, but in the two albums, we could kind of project. I think it in Pac a sense. would have still definitely, of been, course, definitely still been like you know legendary status mm-hmm. because he understood. Yeah, he understood music, but yeah. he also understood like how to connect with the people. Yeah. Um, all of my all of my guests that come here, I ask them the same question about who 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 do you think should get credit for the melodic melody of what we're hearing today, just in general hip hop. Um, I interviewed Busy Bone and I asked him if, because in my opinion, I think that Bone Thugs was kind of the starting point for this. And um, he said he didn't care whether people credit him for that. But uh, who do you think should get kind of credit for this whole new sound that we have? For us? Um, well, well, not for us. I'm talking about for the younger generation, for like what we hear on the know, radio. I definitely think Fifty played a good part. Like, like, like the doubling up on the bars because, like, when, you know, when I when, when I spit a verse, it's very straightforward, but it's like you're doubling up in a sense, like the twister flow, the whole Bone Thugs flow. Yeah, um, I definitely feel like they have. They definitely play a part. Yeah, because you know whoever's doing it from New York, we wasn't doing it. No, definitely, we not. got that from somewhere else. So where did they get that from? Fifty played a major role with the whole thing. Fifty played it with yeah, the with super. He, Fifty played a major part for New Yorkers for the melodic sound, the singing shit. Yeah. Before he did that, like motherfuckers was like, I'm not singing. But yeah, once he did that, that, remember when he was singing, yo, yo, R and B, everybody yeah. was making fun of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Even with Ja Rule, Ja Rule, he Fifty was making fun of Ja Rule, and then Fifty started doing the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Ja Rule. Was singing, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was like he did that melodic shit, like DMX was doing it too. It was right. almost like singing, knowing that you can't sing, right? And it kind of like then, made it acceptable. And then, and then, and then, fucking, you know, here came Auto Tune, and you know all of this. And I don't know who who who, who we have to thank for that. T Pain, I would say Little Wayne. Little Wayne, I said that in another podcast um, because T Pain, we didn't know if T Pain could sing. But with Lil Wayne, we knew he couldn't sing. Right. So it was like, all right, we know he can't T-Pain sing. Can sing. T-Pain can sing. No, he can sing, but yeah. we didn't. But it, it was, the line was blurred. It was like, can he sing? We don't know if he could sing. But with Lil Wayne, we knew for a fact that that nigga could not sing. So, you know, I, I think people kind of followed it up. So, uh, we, well, we have a new project, new EP coming out, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I, I got a new song. I got a few things coming on. I got a new song. that When when is this, when this is going to drop? A Sunday. Sunday. All right, so Friday. All right, so now that you're listening to this, my song, The Arrival, will have been dropped on all major platforms. It's a hip-hop record produced by Buck Wild. Shout out to that, yeah. Buck Wild is the same person that produced Black Ralph's Whoa. Yeah. He produced um I Got a Story to to Tell from Biggie. Mm-hmm. He produced a lot of stuff. Every all the major like yeah. you know what I mean? He's D I T C produced for Big L, Big Pun, Fat Joe, mm-hmm. like all 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 those legendary New York artists, you know what I'm saying, that comes from that that era. He produced for us. So he produced this record that I got coming out called The Arrival. Um and then I also have uh 
I also have, you know, my YouTube content, mm-hmm. which is uh, China Mac TV. Mm-hmm. And then um, me and my lovely lady right here, Yaya Flawless, we have, um, we, we starting our own YouTube channel, like a couple's thing, an Asian couple thing, you know what I'm saying? And we, we, we starting to push with that. So, like, those are the... And then I'm gearing up to, like, go, go on tour into China whenever, like, the... The, the air clears, yeah. mm-hmm. all the mad, you know, the, yeah, the, the madness, the, the madness going on out there. I have a tour in Canada schedule, so like I just, you know what I mean, just starting to take. Because I get off of parole now, parole really held me back from what I could do. Yeah, from traveling to Canada. A lot of people don't know that it's hard to get into Canada when you have like felonies. Right. Like you actually got to like make file some though. shit yeah, with yeah, the yeah. embassy. It's right. it's weird. Yeah, you can make it happen. I, I tried to drive into Canada. They denied me at the border um, because I, I didn't know this. So I was just trying to go, like, you know what I mean? The motherfucker stopped me at the border and sent me back to fucking, wow. uh, to New York. That's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But, um, so we're going to debut a record. We're going to debut the Buckwild record? Yeah, it's called The Arrival. All right, and if someone want to follow you on social media, how do I follow you? Um, my social media. If you don't know already. Yeah, if you don't know already, number one, smack yourself. Number two. <laughs> um, smack yourself. Yeah, number two, follow me at China Mac on Instagram. Uh, all major platforms, all major social media is China Mac and China Mac TV for YouTube. I also have this show on my on my Instagram live called the Green Noodle Show. Have you you, you have I haven't you, seen it? Yet, no. You're not familiar. No, at all. so so Green Noodles. So Green Noodles. So one day, <laughs> so so one day, so one day I'm sitting on my couch, right, and I'm just on my on my live. Yeah, and I probably had like 75 people on my live. I'm on my live like this, boom, boom, boom. Then somebody started rapping, like, yo, I want to rap something. So I let him rap. And then I had this foam thing right here. We used to stretch it back out and shit yeah. like that. So he started spitting some bullshit. And I grabbed the fucking foam and I was like, shut the fuck up. Hitting the phone with it, hitting the phone with it. If you don't shut the fuck up, get the fuck out of here. Then somebody, I, I, like, for some, I don't know where I got it. And I was just like, I just started doing it. Like, yo, and then I called it the green. So you letting guys rap on your Right, on and your I was hitting team. them with the yeah. noodle, the green noodle. <laughs> <laughs> and, yo, and no lie, bro, like, every time I do a green noodle show, I have, like, 300, 500 people on that, bitch. Like, 300 people. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and people fuck with it. So I'm like, so that's why I feel like, you know what I mean? I have a... a, a, a I have I'm different when it comes to different artists. I'm willing to explore, do different shit. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it might not be a song that pops mm-hmm. for China Mac. You know what I'm saying? It it's might the be brand. Well, the it brand. might be the Green Noodle Show. Yeah. You never So so do know. we have like a certain time that we do the Green Noodle Show? Like if artists yeah, want to every Monday dodge Wednesday, the Green Noodle I, on the phone. I actually missed <laughs> I actually missed the Green Noodle Show today to come to your show. <laughs> Cause it's every it's every it's every Monday and Wednesday at ten o'clock. And that's oh, actually so it's, my, it's my fault. Is it? <laughs> and so all the green noodlers, all the green noodlers out there, get him, <laughs> get him with the noodle. <laughs> no, but I probably saved a few rappers' lives yeah, today by having saved, you here because I mean, what is the percentage people. of like you know everybody gets the noodle, bro? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yo, you should all see right. their face. They're like. But wait, if someone Shut comes, the fuck if up. If someone spits a fire, you still hit it with the green. Nah, nah, if they're fire. But you got to understand, like, when there's no beat and just, yeah, like, straight, straight acapella, acapella is different, you got to yeah. be a different type yeah, yeah, of you fire, be a bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have the beat to hold you. You don't have auto-tune to hold you. You don't have 20 motherfuckers jumping up and down with you. That's different. 
you got to hold that shit yourself. You know what I'm saying? So when you do that, and, and a lot of these kids now ain't built like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know. Yeah, the majority gets the green noodle. You know what I'm saying? So... Welcome to the Green Noodle Show. Pull up and what come get the What the fuck is fuck- a green noodle? Like, exactly. Know, like, what is, just, is it? Like- it's just, but look at the name, but what though. is it? Like, it, it, it's the it's foam. A- the foam you put on your back that you stretch. That's the green you know, noodle. You know, but what I'm saying, just. <laughs> right. So that's, that's, yo, everybody yo. follow me on Instagram. You fuck with my vibe. Come get the green noodle, bro. I got them shit. <laughs> I'm give, I'm giving them shits out like like hotcakes. Come get them shits. <laughs> oh my god. This is Infamous Hour, host by the Infamous Hour Day. A special guest of my guy China Mac for coming in the building and taking this time out. Few niggas that get smacked by green news today. I mean, it is what it is. Uh the infamous hour, follow all social media platforms, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. You can subscribe to the podcast and you can listen to this live on live89fm.com. Hold up and make sure you follow my Spotify. Spotify. Follow my shit. Not now, but right now. Spotify, China Mac, follow me, bitch. Right. It's going down this this hour here on Live 89 FM. You are about to witness an epic experience of music and sound trembling through your veins. Definitely get you out of your seat. Come on, y'all. Let's get it. In 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Are right, you back locked into the infamous out? Make sure you catch all the episodes on Spotify, iHeart, and Apple Podcasts. I need everyone right now to subscribe to this new platform we have called the Infamous Hour Live 89 FM. And of course, Boom Bap Nation. And shout out to Stone Slices for providing us that great weed pizza and weed soda, even though I personally don't smoke, but don't tell anybody. Now, it is a crime that I still smoke cigarettes. I'm sorry. I'm from the 90s. We smoked cigarettes in the 90s. You know what annoys me uh, about like kids today? I mean, they, they spent hundreds of million dollars on marketing campaign on cigarettes. And then I see fucking kids still smoking cigarettes. It is not your time, baby boy. Smoke weed. Just smoke a bomb. Do something else, okay? Right in front of me, I have the winner of the New Artist Spotlight Showcase. Okay? And one of the amazing things here with the Infamous Hour, like I was telling off camera, we don't have to wait for Shade 45. We don't have to wait for Sirius XM. I don't got to talk to Paul, to Peter, to, to X, Y, and Z to get what I want done. Here in the Infamous Hour, we get it done. Give it up one time for Swerve in the building. So, so you performed yesterday, and uh, you have not only do you have an amazing energy, you have a support system. Like, how important is bringing a support system out every time you hit the stage? Ooh, that's a big part of your performance. It's a big part of the performance. Um, it's important to have support. You feel me? If you don't got support, it's like you got to go harder, bro. You got to go harder if you don't got no support. That's a fact. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So so when someone picks up your uh, your, your CD or, you know, MP3 or whatever, uh, what type of sound are they getting from you? What could they expect? Definitely hip-hop. Some 90s hip-hop. If you into that New York golden era hip-hop, that's me. Yeah, yeah. So what does the influence come from? Because you're rather young. And, um, I mean, a lot of the young guys are just doing, like, this different type of sound. So how do you maintain a level of connection with 
uh, the actual New York uh, sound? I listen to a lot of old music, so that's where I get my inspiration from. You feel me? So it's like <clears throat> I listen to the new music too. I'm not going front, but I stick to my authenticity. Like, mm-hmm. I so so when you're creating a record, is bars important? Like how you sound, like the metaphoric complexity of a written rhyme, or is it more kind of like you know what? Fuck it, let's turn up, let's have a good time. I could do both. I could put you could put me on a on a trap beat and I'm giving you bars. That's mm-hmm. a fact. So you could put me on a club beat and I'm giving you bars. Like it's never gonna change with me. Like straight bars. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think like the younger generation of musicians um, are disconnected with actually being a lyricist and more focused on entertainment, or is it kind of like you know this is what hip hop has evolved into and we just kind of accepted it? I would say is. This is what hip hop turned into. Like <clears throat> a lot of these young kids probably ain't li- never listened to no Biggie. You feel me? They ain't have a Ready to Die album. Talking about the hard copy, like you feel me? They ain't have that, so mm. they not gonna have that inspiration. They probably gonna want to sound like a little Uzi or something. You feel mm. me? That's what they grew up on. So can't be mad at that. But you feel me? That's that's when we come and we restore the energy. Like we restore the feeling. Absolutely. Round of applause for that. Uh, we're both in the Bronx, but one of the things about the Bronx, Bronx has a super, like, negative stigma on social media. Like, it's a bunch of, like, dirty strippers and, like, you know, crackheads that are rats and shit and just fucking smoke you crack on 149th on 3rd Avenue. Instagram, you seen the strippers? No, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> why do you think the Bronx has developed such a bad reputation on social media? Because in reality, the Bronx, I mean, I could think of, like, Seven other places in New York that are worse than the Bronx. But why has the Bronx in general kind of have like this negative stigma on social media platforms? The Bronx is grimy. That shit is grimy. (laughs) That shit is out of pocket. Um, Why is it like that? I don't know. From my knowledge, before I was born, that shit was crazy. You feel me? And we still here. We in 2020. And I don't think it's going nowhere, bro. Uh I don't think it's going See, to I'm from the west side of the Bronx. So the west side of the Bronx is developed more than if I went to 149th and 3rd Avenue. Like, I feel like I'm in, like, New Jack City right. or, like, I'm in My Haven or, I mean, there's a few other different right. pockets. But one of the things about the Bronx in, in particular, like, we created hip-hop. Um, is there sort of, like, a disconnection with MCs in general to kind of respect where you come from? As opposed to just entertaining the crowd. Because, I mean, uh, as an MC from the Bronx, not you per se, but just in general. Like, when I hear guys from the Bronx, I'm like, where did the lyricism go? Like, where did it just become about entertainment? You think social media has something to do with that? Definitely. Social media, um, the influence that's on hip-hop right now has a lot to do with that. You know, what we hear in radio, 24 hours, you feel me, 24-7. Got a lot to do with that. Like, But, um... As long as the music is good, I'm fucking with it. You yeah. feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I could listen to it for one time. I'm not going to listen to it all day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back to some Fabulous and Jada. Mm-hmm. But one once in a while when I want to turn up, it's cool. Yeah. So growing up, like, who were some of your influences? Who were some of the MCs that you looked up to uh, when you were uh, developing your craft? Um, Definitely the locks. Um, beat Nuts. Oh, shout out to the fucking Beat Nuts. That's super shit. random. Is the shit. 
That's, that's a fact. Is it like a Spanish thing? Or is it like we all Latins going platinum, so it's like, yeah. fuck it, we rocking with Because <laughs> when Pun said that, I was in the movie with him, like, Latins going platinum, like, this is what we're doing. You heard? Like, <laughs> niggas is classic. Fucking, um, Fabulous. Fabulous been in the game for a minute. Yeah. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves That's a fact. Um, for still staying relevant. I mean, it's hard to stay relevant at this type of time where the tempo has changed and still maintain like a melodic consistency with bars. Yep. And anybody else that you came up with? Or? Um, and Jay-Z. Can't forget the GOAT. Shout out to Jay-Z. Oh. You know, I get a lot of backlash when, when I tell my peers that I don't consider Jay-Z in the top five or the top ten or in the top twenty. And like people look at me like I'm weird, but... For me personally, it's just my personal um, opinion about it. One of the hardest things about creating music is your first line, always. So when you consistently take your first line from other people, it's like how can you accurately judge someone on their lyrical capacity when it's borrowed from other people? Or it kind of feels like to me that whenever he's in a pocket where he doesn't know what to say, he just takes it from someone else, like, in a weird way. But what he's done business-wise is absolutely amazing. Round of applause for Jay-Z for, for creating that. So, I mean, it's all about Swerve. Uh, Swerve 183 is the handle on social media. So we have, like, a project. We have an EP. What do we have coming out? Yeah, right now I'm working. I'm on album mode right now. Um, I just dropped a single right now called Gone. Um, we went crazy the ending of 2019. Mm -hmm. I mean, you out here. You in these clubs. Wildin'. Wildin', You wildin'. Wildin', you DJs fucking niggas, bitches. Wildin'. This is the infamous hour. We gonna talk that shit. <laughs> My nigga is fucking niggas, bitches. Yeah, you know the Rendezvous is not open man. anymore. That's Shout out to Suze Rendezvous. Why Shout out to Sin why City. But if your girl is not in Sin City, she's probably with Swerve. Yeah. It is what it is. He's if your girl is guy. not in the Mongoose <laughs> spot on 174th under the fucking Ford train, Matter of fact, there was a good mongoose spot over there. She's in Swerve's crib. Do you catch backlash for fucking niggas, bitches? Let's talk the real shit. Fuck that. This is the infamous hour. You ever had a nigga come to you like, yo, you fuck my bitch, my nigga? Like, like does it ever get that serious? Or I had a few niggas that was mine. But then after, they, they was like, all right, fuck you. You can have her. You can have her, the bitches. Wait, so they just passed off? Anyways. Are you fucking kidding me? Ronald and then Paul. I was trying to sign it back. How does this work exactly? Okay, so a nigga, so I'm dating a, a woman. The woman fucks you. You tell me to take her back, but I don't want her no more. So we just ping pong and back and forth. Like, how does it work exactly? Nah, like, bro, you know what? Bro. I need to hang out with Swerve. What's going on, Shadow? I'm making out the wrong motherfuckers out here, right? You know what happens when you keep them. So I, I have, to, I have to ask you, like, while we're on this topic, has the pussy game become better with the bitches now that you're a fucking artist? Does bro, it level it up? Damn, bro. Like, how does the conversation go exactly? Like these bitches, love, these bitches, oh, they they go crazy, bro. It's crazy, it's crazy, bro. Just when you 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 get a little lit, these bitches be throwing it at you like oh, for my nothing. God, I heard you, man. I don't want it though. <laughs> I don't. I don't want it no more. So it, is it like extra cool points to get a chick that's straight to like kind of like you know what, bitch, pull up. Like I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna I've been do doing that since high school, right so now. it's... Oh, my fucking God. That's nothing new. Niggas, oh, my God. This is the best interview ever on the South, by the Yo, way. Round of applause. I hope my bitches don't see this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting this link in my bio. 
<laughs> Holy shit! This yeah. is this is great. This is no, great. Fucking so so all right. So so you lit right now. The Bronx is lit. Obviously, pussies getting thrown at you everywhere. Shout out to that. They wilding. They, they, they wilding right now. So so we have the uh, so you're an album over right now. Uh, how many records are we getting on this album? Um, I'm gonna start with like ten. I'm gonna give them ten records. Because okay. honestly, I don't think the albums right now is getting more respected than singles. I think singles right yeah. now is getting more. It's definitely a singles album. game. Yeah. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. everybody, they not they not really listening to the albums like yeah. back back then. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I'm gonna okay. give them a light ten. Nah, so they're all gonna be fire. That's a absolutely. Fact. So this is the infamous hour. Uh, real quick, shout your social media where they can follow you at. I'm on Instagram, Swerve One Eight Three, and I'm on every major platform, Swerve Stacks. You know the vibes. Absolutely. I, I, we're gonna play the Gone record. Is that what we're gonna play right now? We're gonna play Brasileira. Uh, Facts. I got a freestyle right now. You heard? All right. And, uh, this is the infamous hour. Make sure you tune in live at nine FM, and make sure you follow me on Instagram at the infamous hour. Days at the infamous hour and Swerve One Eight Three. And shout to the fucking Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. We in the fucking building. Shout to the crackheads of 149th and 3rd Avenue. When I go there, I feel like I'm back home. You heard? I've never been out right now. Uh, niggas follow- live forever, though, right, <laughs> Yo, bro? them niggas don't die. Them Bronx How is it that a crackhead could smoke bro? crack for 74 years and still be alive on bro, this planet? How does that work exactly? That still look the same from when I was two. Like, how, bro? You know, I think crack kind of preserves you in a, in a weird way, man. Go <laughs> chef for that. Like, this is infamous <laughs> out. <laughs> get to this prank <laughs> <in> my spurs. <laughs> you can't promote that shit. <laughs> What up, what up, what up? You know what it is. Your boy Styles Speed the Ghost is going down right here at Shade 45 Series XM. And you are rocking with my family, the infamous Amadeus. And this is what we do. Stay tuned. Pay attention. Don't turn the station. Ghost. All right, Fishy locked into the infamous hour. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Shout out to my other guest, China Mac, for coming through and, and lighting up the set. Round of applause for that guy. Shout out to Boombat Nation. He's still here. I think he had about three and a half uh, weed sodas. So uh, his eyes are moving in opposite directions. But that's what happens when you fuck with stone slices. Shot Boogie. I haven't seen Shot Boogie fuck with any of the weed pizza because he likes to prefer to smoke regular weed the old school way. Just like myself, like yeah. Shout shout out to uh, Chris for Stone Slices. Right now, I got my guy, and um, he's drinking a personal Patron, which is different because I don't think I've ever seen anyone in the history of hip hop life walk around with a personal Patron. Now, me personally, when I drink Patron, I vomit. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I vomit. It is what it is. I cannot drink the Patron, but you're drinking it like a fucking trooper. Like, how does that work exactly? Do you just like Swig it down, you just like, you know, fuck it, whatever happens in the morning, how does that work? See, the Patron shit, man. Talking to Mike, talking to Mike. The Patron shit is smooth, you understand? So, and I had to step away from Henny too, man, because, you know, the white people, man, they, 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 they still, they sterilize the Hennessy so much, man. It made me back away from it, like everything that happened somewhere in the club or something, and you got some niggas in there, man, they blaming Henny as the problem. So I'm like, you know, I can't support you. Shout out to Henny, man. I fuck with Hennessy. I'm, I'm real big friends with the owner of Hennessy. Like, shout out to my niggas, man. But, you know, I had to step back step back off it from a, a personal view because, you know, you got people saying that African-Americans' actions are based off a certain drink. Like, that's something that I don't want to represent myself with. I ain't never heard no niggas song, so they started some fight off of Patron, you know. So... Previously, before I, I would drink Hennessy, I was a, a heavy vodka drinker, and um, I went to Boston, 
for the Wii Festival that they have in Boston, and and I, I went to the Cheers Bar. So that, so for for people that have, are listening or watching, uh, there was a show called Cheers in the eighties and nineties, and um, it was based at a bar, and they have a bar that's like the replica of the Cheers Bar. So I'm sitting at the bar, and I order a Corona, like typical Puerto Rican shit. Like we drink Coronas, right? And the guy sitting next to me, he he tells me in the most serious voice, he's like, "What are you a pussy?" This random person that I don't know asked me if I'm pussy because I'm drinking a Corona. He's like, this is piss water. Why the fuck are you drinking it? And he gave me a Samuel Adams uh, Oktoberfest. And ever since I had this Oktoberfest, I started drinking dark liquor. But you still drink light liquor. So do you feel like you're more aggressive on the dark liquor? Or it's like, you know, fuck, let me stick to the light shit. Shit, I, I mean, I mix my liquors, man. You know, I, I'll drink this Patron right now, and you know what I'm saying? I'll go drink some brown shit, or I'll go drink... I was just drinking some white Remy, mm-hmm. which is not even a vodka or anything. That's a, that's a fucking champagne. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'll mix the shit. You know, I'm I'm with whatever's good. You know, I, I like I like the good taste of some shit. So, if it's some top shelf shit and it's going to flow with whatever, I'm with that too. We were talking a little bit off camera because you're originally from St. Louis, yeah, yeah. but you're staying in Maine. And I've, I've been in Maine a few times. Shout out to my people in Maine. Um, but there's no hip-hop scene in Maine. So how do you find yourself navigating through the hip-hop community? Are you just like commuting to New York, commuting to St. Louis, let me make my ground there? Or is it more like, you know what, I'm going to double back, work in Maine, and then spread outwards? Like what what I'm doing is, man, like I'm ultimately trying to put put a big rap scene on for Maine. Like, because what I do is trap rap. Like it is it's not it's not now when you say trap rap, are we talking new quote unquote trap rap or are we talking like T I Jeezy that type of melodic sound? Because there there is a difference between that and what we perceive as trap now. Yeah, I, I I would say, man, I would say that I'm 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 trying to be a crossover between both because I am from the the T I, the Jeezy you know, that era, you know, you know, big shout out to three six my you know, that's that's one of my favorite groups, you know, three six, you know, shout out to Memphis, man. Um, you know, so mine's is a cross between that and something like what of the Migos is doing and um more on the level of the newer Gucci man, because you know, if you're a Gucci Mane fan, you know, you know, you can understand the, the transition that Heaton had in his career too, yeah. you know, versus the 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 major trap Gucci Mane mm-hmm. versus the like not not watered down but the more commercialized version of Gucci Mane, like and it's more of a cross between those two. Yeah. When, when when the general audience thinks of St. Louis music, we, we tend to refer to Nelly. In yeah. a sense, because uh, Nelly and the St. Lunatics, they catapulted it to to a billboard standpoint. Um, but are there any other people in St. Louis previously that you feel may should get respected for creating like a St. Louis sound? Because obviously Nelly didn't create this sound. It's a derivative of somebody else. So back home, like who was responsible for creating this? Um as far as creating another, like another big sound besides besides the country grammar part of it, like well, is that the sound in St. Louis in general? Like previously, uh, like forget what's going on now. Like when country grammar hit, that whole eiei, that's what we portrayed as St. Louis music. Right? Was that the sound previously, at, or at that he- time? At that time, yeah, that was 
that was the the sound of St. Louis. But we also had big groups like like the Bangers, mm-hmm. and the Bangers could be you know kind of kind of I guess like who would I want to say? Um, uh, not 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 not. Um, I'm trying to think of the boys' name. They from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That Diamond and Princess and them, um, mm-hmm. and the other guys like. But the they had the Bangers. And we had other few groups. I mean, when then you got Huey when he came with his flow mm-hmm. with St. Louis too. And I mean, that was nothing even quite close to the country grammar flow, but it was on a whole nother level. And I mean, you know, shout out to Chingy and, you know, Jaquan and everybody else. But, you know, at that time when the St. Lunatics put on for St. Louis, that was definitely the sound. That was definitely the era. But St. Louis go way deeper than that because – St. Louis is St. Louis is a rough city, period. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some shit can happen to you there, flat out. Yeah. So you know, I mean, big and big shout out to Nelly, but you know, his music was the happy version of St. Louis. If you really want to get into some some real St. Louis artists, like you have to fucking probably Google them because you know nobody really got got major off. You know, like Nelly took the ball and he ran with it and. It was really nobody else who could replicate his sound because that ain't the sound that everybody in St. Louis be on. When someone is traveling to St. Louis, what places should they stay away from? Absolutely. For for our, our, our white folks, our Caucasian friends that travel to St. Louis, you know what, I want to go see the city, I want to go see the Ark. But maybe I might want to go uptown. Maybe I want to go past the border of downtown. When going to St. Louis, where should you absolutely Stay away from if you're not from the area. Castle Point. Big shout out to Castle Point. That's my neighborhood, man. Like everything is everything, and definitely in the city of St. Louis, man. I mean, you you could probably go get robbed in front of the arch right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the times is just everything is shifting, man, and everything is more corrupt and crime is more on the rise. Like you know, niggas is hungry. You know, everybody mm-hmm. everybody trying to eat. And you, got a gang of artists out there too you got a you got a grip of hustlers out there too so you know if you really want to get away from some spots where you may not get yourself took off the map you know you probably may want to slide to you know Chesterfield or some other some other shit where niggas really don't go cuz they plates and shit ain't right so yeah that's probably be the best place for you so do we have like an album or EP coming out what do you expect I'm, I'm I'm working on my EP right now called Born to Win um, you know, I got some real good features on there. You know, I got my man Lex Farrell on there. Um, I'm gonna get uh, you know, I got Mitch 24K gonna be on there. Um, I'm working on getting. I'm actually working on getting Duke Deuce to get on there. You know, mm-hmm. I I reached out to him to try to get him on there because, like I said, you know, I do that. You know, my music got to have a certain bounce to it when I do it. So it's it's kind of hard for me to even get in the booth and do features with people because. You know, I, I respect the, the the East Coast part of hip hop. You know, when when I when I think about my songs, you know, a lot of my shit got it got that bounce, but you can feel some of that that East Coast rubbing off on it too. Because like mm-hmm. you know, I've been out here like sixteen years. Mm-hmm. You know, since I left St. Louis and shit. So you know, some of that some of that form rub off on me. But you know, everything else is still St. Louis all the way. So someone wanna follow you. What's the social media? How can they get in contact with you? I'm I'm you know, you can reach me at Charlie Boy on Instagram, Charlie Rich on Facebook. I'm available on Spotify, iTunes, all um major platforms for music. 
um, Spotify, all that, everything under Charlie Boy. Mm-hmm. Under Charlie Boy, make so we're gonna debut a record. What record we get into? Oh shit, man, we we can we can run that million. Right. Uh, that's 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 one of that's one of the songs that's gonna be on the EP Born to Win. Yeah. It's What's the vibe on this record? Million man, it's is is I, I know for a fact it's a song that everybody gonna be able to resonate to, man. It's it's some street shit, you know, it's it's some real shit. And one one thing I wanna say, like, I don't never write nothing that you know I ain't personally been through, experienced, or I done been around. Like all my lyrics is authentic, like it ain't no 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 plagiarized shit or some other nigga story mm. we may have heard of around the way or some shit like that. Like either I lived it or I've been there or it just ain't in there. Like that's what music is about. It's about life experiences and shout out to the niggas that be keeping it real, that be writing about their own life experiences. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to my guy Charlie Boy for coming through. Maybe listening right now on Spotify, Apple Music, but uh shout out to the people listening live in nine FM. Let's get into this record, and we'll be right back here on the Infamous Hour, hosted by the Infamous Hour Days. Make sure you follow YouTube.com, slash Get Adam Films, at Boom Bap Nation, at Shot Boogie HDTV, and of course, at the Infamous Hour. Signing off.